For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Gian Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Andy and I are back. It's another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing very well. It is a couple of days before the match against Udinese. Very quickly before we get into that, a big thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Andrew Padula. We appreciate your support along with our other wonderful patrons who allow us to continue what we do here. Uh, Andy, before we get into the match against Udinese though, James Palata may be gone, but he gave (laughs) one last middle finger, kick to the groin, whatever metaphor you prefer to use. Mr. Palotta had a little something under his sleeve in the form of sacking Gianluca Petracchi, at least according to the Labor Court of Rome, sacking Gianluca Petracchi without any justifiable cause. And he is going to walk away with the remaining... uh, So he had two years left on his contract with Roma when he was sacked in June. He had two years remaining on the three-year deal that he signed when he initially arrived, illegally, and... We can get into that part, too, that Roma are essentially, you had to pay for him to arrive, and now you are paying for him to leave, which in and of itself is absurd. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's sometimes, you know, you think that the levels that this club takes you to with um, their off-pitch uh, management stuff, it, it, you, you're like, every time it ha- something happens, you say, you know, it, it just can't get more ridiculous than this and obviously then you get the headline that uh hey petraki has won so far and it's basically petraki won roma zero um i just i again i have to i have to really i try to imagine what it feels like to be the freedkins right now they've witnessed everything like they've really they've in in their time at roma they've been at roma what like Four months, four and a half months, something like that. Um, maybe a bit longer. Uh, they've seen stuff that a lot of football owners don't see in their lifetimes. No. <laughs> so this is this is just you know just another another cherry of the countless cherries on top of a big fat cake. It's absolutely incredible. And again, that's notwithstanding. All of the trouble that Roma had to go through just to get Petraki to arrive at the club. Two youngsters, wasn't yes. it? Two, two Primavera two players. Two young players. And the most hilarious thing about it all is him being intercepted at Fiumicino, knowing he's caught after he goes to <laughs> have discussions with Paolo Fonseca to bring him to the club. Only at Roma. That, it's just when you think you've seen it all. But is this done? Is this for for a common for mere mortals who don't know or don't understand how these pr- proceedings work? This isn't the end, right? Or is this? I am 
believe Roma can and will appeal. I mean, if we're just considering now, obviously the sporting court is significantly different than the labor court. I mean, what are we going on now for their appeal of Diawara? We're on month six now, is it? Yep. And whenever you ask Biafora something, he says, we, we are waiting. We yes. are waiting. So, I mean, if this isn't done by, by the end of this, and I could see this go on. Like in typical Roma fashion, the, the outcome of that matter will be pronounced on the last day of the season where you're not sure if you're if you're going to get into the top four and right, then the Champions League on the, on the, on the line. Imagine yeah. that. Imagine. <laughs> imagine the Purgi. That would be the absolute, the, the, the highest form of Purgino in Roma's history. Unbelievable. That would be, it goes beyond Purgino. I, I don't even know what you would call that. And it's amazing too. I, I, you know, it's just funny how football can work sometimes. If you look at that missing point, yeah. I don't know about you, but it, it does yeah. improve the table quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's that it's it's not that it's just a point. It's not that it's just a point. You know, to add to your tally, and and it doesn't really make a difference. That point, that point right now makes a hell of a lot of difference. And. Um, I, I can feel that everybody at Roma, everybody is waiting for that. And um, it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate that this can take so much time. But again, we, we have to get used to it by now. It's like, I don't understand how we still can react. Like, where do we get our strength to, to react to these things? It, sh- it should be just, you know, something that is, is automatically accepted. Oh, Roma lost another appeal. Okay, that's, yeah, it makes sense. What's happening this weekend? Are they getting back on track? Because now is essentially, I don't want to say it's the first domino that needs to fall, but this is really when the difficulty in Roma get into the the, the, the grinder and the difficult part of their schedule. You have the Europa League be, uh, beginning again. You have some really, so league, from the league standpoint, it's not a terribly difficult schedule, but again, we talked about it in the previous episode. When you when you lose these bigger matches like you did last weekend against Juve, it puts more pressure on you in these smaller matches. So for the two next two league matches, Roma have Udinese at home, and then they're away to Benevento, and then they're at home to Milan, and then away to Fiorentina, and then home to Genoa, away to Parma, home to Napoli, and that takes us through late March. So that just gives you an idea from a league standpoint. And then, of course, in between that, you have the two legs against Braga. The first one being away. The second one, of course, being in in Rome. I have no idea what to expect now because this is usually when the, with the schedule beginning again like this. Yes, Roma, to a certain degree, improved their depth in January. I th- you know, Overall, we talked about it before. I think we both agree that they did pretty good but I I really really don't know because now is now is when the depth gets tested to the highest degree and I think now in February and over the next few weeks is when we're really going to see this team taken to its limits right yeah and this is you know this the Udinese that we're gonna face is is no pushover they they find they they are finally learning to to capitalize and play they want to the they want you know play the way they want to play and and um, 
Gotti is is once again the one manager in the whole world who hates his own job uh, is doing a phenomenal job with a, a squad that includes uh, Depaul and then basically Musso and, and Musso, then yeah and, and garbage else, nine yeah, other exa- guys exactly um, so the the one manager that hates his job is doing a wonderful job of keeping that job alive and then you have Benevento who are you know again not a pushover team is it's a team that is is really exceeding expectations so um it's true we have to in as we're recording this pedro just released uh, some very motivating words of wisdom of um, we can win this the europa league so if i was a betting man i would bet on roma crashing out of the europa league (laughs) Did he not learn after speaking before the match against Unbe- Napoli? <laughs> Unbelievable! And then I love how when he Pagin- talked about the scudetto. Yeah, and I love I love how some of the outlets reporting his his words are using a picture from the derby, which is arguably one of the worst performances you you're gonna see from Pedro. Um, so yeah, it's this is the moment where uh, El Sharawi can he be useful? That's that this is when we find out the answer to that question and. Brian Reynolds uh, got reintegrated into the team. Today was his first uh, training with the team. So that's that's something to, to, to keep an eye on. Um, but this is the moment where we have to find out, can Pedro, uh, can Pedro play consistent minutes and, and, and quality minutes? Can he be an additional uh, contributor to the team, especially in the Europa League? I expect him to play uh, you know, a bigger part in the Europa League um, campaign. It's... It is. These are the moments, and probably one of the more encouraging things is that, you know, the the, the teams that are there up high on, uh, you know, the first top six teams are also facing very difficult schedules. And uh, I don't want to be in Napoli's shoes. I, you know, I don't want to be in Inter's shoes. The, those are teams that are really looking at a tough, tough schedule. And um, and so there is there is no reason or no excuse to let up. Uh, it's it's just a matter can can Roma play consistently with 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 enough pressure with enough quality to to win these games and can they be lucky can they be lucky injury wise because that is to me the biggest concern because every time it, it's been like that you know you you'd see Diawara get on a roll and become really a monumental piece to the team, and then he go down and miss two months. You'd see Pellegrini having the time of his life, then going down, and you're out for a month or two. Um, Zaniolo, same thing. It's 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 happened again and again, like a lot of things that happen again and again at Roma. And uh, this is really the moment where where the team will have to um, just just learn to pl- play even more consistently with even more quality and uh, I think the Europa League you know can be a big boost so to me that can be a a sort of a a campaign that can either determine if you if you come out of it defeated deflated or if you can make progress that I think that could really you know give you a boost in in the in the in the in the Italian league and it, it, it's tough. It's tough because again, the very few teams this year are pushover teams, and it seems like 
halfway through the season, a lot more teams have a grasp on what they can do well. And Udinese was one of the teams that just couldn't get the job done um, in, in the opening months through the season. But right now, they're on a roll and they're dangerous. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought up Diawara because I think this sort of leads to the conversation of this is where guys who seem right. completely yep. out of it, done, dusted, no more chances at the club. I feel like there are a couple of names that we're really going to know now. You know, this is sort of like the last chance, what's it called? The last chance saloon, right? Where it's now or never for you. It's either happening, you're either going to prove it now, or if you don't, right. your your odds of remaining here, very unlikely. And I feel like we've gotten to that point with a couple of names, one of which you already mentioned, Diawara. I feel like we might be there with Carlos Perez, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it is interesting because I the weird part is you're going to need them. They haven't been counted on really a whole lot up until this point of the season. But I feel like when you look at the calendar and when you look at Roma from top to bottom, again, and even now, I mean, we we haven't even considered Andy. Do we want to talk about with Chris Smalling being out? So Kumbula, he goes into defense. The prospect of Juan Jesus playing sometime in Ugh. the next month, month and a half, or Fazio. No. Please, no. This is going no. to happen, isn't it? No, I can't. No. <laughs> no, please don't. No, no, I want to. No, if I have to see Juan Je- I, I'll, 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 I, I, I don't know what I'll do. Um, because that is really, I mean, to, because that's a defeat for Roma. When you have these guys that you've really, you've said no to them. You've said, listen, guys, you, you didn't want to, you didn't want to go to the likes of Genoa. You didn't, you, you didn't want to leave when you had the chance to. Now you're gonna sit and you're not gonna be part of the of the team. Um, that's it. When you have to go to them and say, hey, Juan Jesus, do you feel like playing tonight? Because, you know, Kumbala is out. And uh, I mean, that's that's really the most deflating part about all of this. You've had these parasites. Juan Jesus, I can't believe that he's sitting like he he's going to. He's, he's his gonna job complete, is professional yeah. uh, Instagrammer now. Yeah, and he's going to complete his five years at Roma. Five years. Um, you have you have so many players that can't stay on a team five years. This guy has managed to stay on a team for five years. Uh, unbelievable. It's it's that. It is true. It is the moment for rejects so-called rejects or for players that are really underperforming and carlos perez is uh, truly a, a weird specimen because very because he came here and he seemed like he was the 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 readiest of the bunch he was yes. the one who was the oldest and uh, the tricks in his bag were most evident. Like you could see, oh, oh, he can dribble. Oh, he, you know, he can score goals, and and he did. And and that goal against Benevento is still on my mind. Like, how do you go from that to nothing, to absolutely right. nothing? And so something there has to, you know, has to click. I mean, I can I cannot believe that you you if you give consistent minutes to a guy like that, you say, okay, listen, have the Europa League to yourself, just. Have some fun. Try to make it fun. 
I can't believe that he's not going to make it click. And we're not talking about a player, a retired player or close to retirement. We're not talking about Juan Jesus, whom we've seen. We know who, what he, he can do, and it's very limited. Um, his skill set is very limited. With with Carlos Perez, it, it's still a big question mark, and, and we're excited to know about if, if he can contribute to this team because they desperately need that. And Diawara. Can he extend those 10 minutes that he's been providing us for the past few months? Can he extend that to a full game of really of of a performance that doesn't make you go, okay, he cannot play again as a starter? No, I, I want to see a Diawara that really embraces the challenge of, of, of leading this team in a campaign like the Europa League. I can understand he's not going to feel motivated in Coppa Italia against Spezia. Um, but but the but the Europa League, come on, it's it's your chance. And um, you know, if for a guy like Diawara, maybe he's gonna look for another team. Great, that's your chance to prove yourself that you still have it. And um, again, I can't I cannot stress this enough. This is a season where everybody is competing for everything. And uh, you, you see how uh, Atalanta go from spanking one team to to dropping points against a, a, a bottom team. But you see Napoli not being consistent, really losing it. You see Lazio have a, a terrible opening to the season, now finding their footing. And you see Inter going with consistent ups and downs. Uh, everybody, it's, it's all for the taking. And the individual pieces can make a difference. So... It's this is where Roma really need to prove that they can have two teams. You know, we like to say that this team has two teams. They can they have a st strong backups. Our backups haven't proven anything right now. Um, perhaps only Cristante has been the one able to really make a difference um, for the for the better. This is this is crunch time. You know, in the NBA, you say crunch time, and you say, okay, can can Gr Smith? I mean, you're a Cleveland fan. Did, did you expect Gr Smith to be a contributing guy on a championship team? No, I mean, the guy was was clubbing. He was losing his mind, and then he goes in and goes completely crazy in the finals, and he helps you win a championship. And th that's those are the difference makers, the guys that wake up and say, okay, this is time to show up. All right, so building off of that, you mentioned Atalanta, Lazio, they're doing much better over the recent weeks. I'd be curious to hear your opinion on this because we see it debated quite often. European play is beginning again. This is where Roma's schedule, again, just to reiterate, really gets crowded, really gets busy, and it's going to be decisive. And you always have the back and forth. What do you prioritize? Is it the Copa, Roma? Obviously, don't have to worry about that anymore. Or do you prioritize European play? Or lastly, do you go the route of Lazio last season where you essentially punt everything, you focus on the league, and that's it? Of course, I'm not saying that this is a decision that needs to be made internally by Roma now, but we're going to see the depth get tested in these upcoming fixtures here. And I guess I'm curious, for you... I don't think this is that controversial, but the priority is the league, right? And ensuring or trying your best to finish top four, yeah? Yes, it should be because long term, I mean, that's... Um, I, I don't think anybody is as optimistic as Pedro is when, when it comes to <laughs> our chances of winning the Europa League and looking at his track record of when he says that um, it's not looking good. I'm telling you, the betting guys, betting girls... 
um, go out there and, and do your thing because Pedro um, has has said has said the thing that then makes the whole thing click um it's incredible it's, it, <laughs> yeah it's it's and it's it's always like that with roma players they always feel compelled to go for that thing like when alison saying we're up for the scudetto and then we go on a losing streak um all kinds of shit happening in recent years and and that's really it's it seems like when you sign for a roma on the contract it says i have to at some point say either we're in for the scudetto or we're gonna win the the coppa italia or the europa league um and then consistently it doesn't happen anyway yeah it's um i to tell you the truth i I'd feel more conf- confident uh, going into these two competitions because that's what le- what's left on the plate um, with Dan Friedkin in goal um, oh, on crutches. Oh I would say on oh. crutches. I was going Dan to say he did yeah. recently get knee surgery. So yep. So I think I still think that the crutches give him an advantage. Like when he, you know it's it gives him a, a more extended reach. And um, seeing how Paul Lopez is limited to when he you know when he jumps to one side or the other, I think that Dan Friedkin could, could do some some proper damage on mm. goal. Uh, but it's true, it's true because this is uh, again it's a season where. Every, it's all for the taking, and no Roma going into this season with a new ownership know how crucial it is to to get that Champions League spot. Which, again, it's it's a big big objective, and it's you know it's it's not not close at all. It's um it's it's right there, but it's also very far away from you. And Fonseca knows how important it is. I mean, his contract gets automatically renewed. When when right, um, right, when he gets right. so far, so uh, he's the first man to know that. Um, so we are looking at this at this schedule, and you understand that there is there is a competition where you can really where you can really compete for something, and then there is a competition where yes, theoretically you can compete for it, but realistically. Uh, hmm. Um, yeah, we we've done this mistake, and I, I don't want to say mistake, but we've we've made the decision to take this seriously a few times, and it's it's never really worked. We have, <laughs> yeah. And and you just know, you just know that Lotito and Lazio, past the group stages of the Champions League, they're gonna say, oh, if if it happens, if we get through, great. If we don't, doesn't matter. We have the league to focus on, you know. And Atalanta. Will probably be be saying the same thing, um, especially now that they're in the run for the Coppa Italia, they're in the final. So now then you have Inter. Inter have crashed out of the Champions League and the Coppa Italia. So they're you know this is their moment. Antonio Conte, if he doesn't deliver now, he's gonna be coaching Kiev next season. Um, that's that 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 I mean at least that's what should happen. Him and Di Francesco should go off to Greece, um, or or to 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 Russia and 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 you know play in in in, in the likes of Siberia or Crete, and um, along with Gattuso probably after his experience at Napoli. <laughs> Gattuso also has worked on, in Crete, I believe, so he'll, he he'll give them a proper tour. 
anyway, it's we're looking at teams that will take the league seriously, I think, more than in any other year. Okay, so everybody is everybody's feeling the pressure. Um, Juve included. Juve, I think that this is if if they don't get that scudetto with Pirlo. It, they're going to be exposed. As the, and um, at least they have an excuse for the Champions League. At least they can say, you know, previous years with more experienced coaches, we, we couldn't get it. So why this year? Um, this is this is the time for everybody to take advantage of, of this competition. And I just don't think uh, Roma have enough to keep up with, with both competitions at play. Yeah, for sure. And that's like the perfect segue because we've been seeing it every single press conference of his now. This whole thing with Fonseca. I don't want to say that he's been dealt an unfair hand this season. Every club is having to deal with circumstances that are extraordinary. But it is a bit awkward that everybody, it's sort of like the elephant in the room. Pinto has reiterated everything you've been hearing about the Allegri is crap I'd never met with him or happy with Fonseca blah 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 but what are your feelings on this entire contractual and managerial situation with Fonseca because again if they finish top four it doesn't really seem like there is much of a discussion there is a clause within his contract that automatically triggers a one-year renewal so it seems like as long as they finish top four really there's not going to be much of a debate or discussion here but what do you think about this situation? Because it does seem like it's sort of lingering and that there's not exact clarity. And I can understand why, if you're Fonseca, you would be frustrated by that. Because the obvious question here is, okay, so what if they weren't to hypothetically finish within the top four? Does that mean Fonseca is automatically gone? Yeah, but, you know, I have a hot take for this one. And um, the hot take is that during Pinto's uh, recent press conference, I had the feeling that, and even in his opening press conference, I had the feeling that uh, there was there was faith in Fonseca. Um, like I, I didn't perceive it as you know one of those numerous press conferences that you hear people give, and then you know the, the decision is made. The contrary decision, the decision to what has been said during the press conference is set, is made the same evening um like a lot of stuff that happens in roma a lot of decisions were made the same night or day that something was told officially by the club like oh we're not gonna sell this player and then the next day this player is sold or we're not right. gonna sack this coach and then the coach is sacked i felt like there was and also the idea of ranking somebody like pinto and then pinto is now looking to bring in another uh, Portuguese collaborator from Benfica. Yes. Asper Austini. I'm co- I'm quoting Austini on here. Um it, it's I'm it's, glad to I, see someone cite a source. Thank you. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Yes. Um I'm just saying that it's it it feels like there is faith in Fonseca and I I thought from the start that yes, Roma made made some good additions with Pedro Kumbula. Um, finally, Smalling, um, Mkhitaryan, you know, going in for another year, great. I thought that those were good additions, but I thought that I haven't seen this much pressure on on a coach with this squad 
since probably Spalletti, um, even mm. though Spalletti had a much better starting 11, um, where it was, listen, compete for the Scudetto with this team. And, and Spalletti did that till the very end with, with that team that basically had 11 starters and that was it. And then, no you had, yeah. And, yeah, and then you had Gerson, you had Clément Grenier, you had Paredes, um, you had, I believe, Castan, who was sitting on the bench just as a, as a, as a cheerleader. A figure, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I think that there are, there are very, there, there are, uh, I think that there are realistic expectations within the management and unrealistic expectations outside of Roma. Um, I, and again, this is just my feel, my gut feeling that I, I don't necessarily, necessarily see Fonseca leaving by the end of the season, um, just like that, like as a pan, uh, as a punishment for, whatever or you know bad relationship with anybody in the management specifically because i think that that someone um will will and should probably leave very soon um mm. it's it's just i have that feeling and i also think that it's personally i think it's the right thing to do um i know this is an example that people don't like to use because whenever you mention lazio it becomes uncomfortable but one of the few things that Lotito did that was right was faith, giving faith, having faith in Inzaghi. Yes. And, uh, you know, Inzaghi took over from, from, from Pioli, um, a team that really had no ambition at all. And, and for a number of years, the ambition was if we get lucky, we might get Champions League, but we'll probably get Europa League. And then... Time and time again, season after season of disappointment, of of getting that Europa League, but really not being enough, they finally got Champions League football. And yes, you you know you might talk about penalties and this and that, but it paid off. And that was you know, and and obviously our ambitions shouldn't be the same. Yes, we have to be you know we have to think of trophies and all of that, but that doesn't happen unless. You have faith, and I I always see this hypocrisy in people and fans and media alike. Uh, that oh, we you know, it, it, what's the point of starting something if at the end of the season you're gonna you know sell a player here, or sack a manager there, and then they're the same ones who go and say oh, but this is enough. After a season, I've seen enough of Fonseca. You know, I don't want to see him anymore. I don't want to. You know, this is enough. This time is up. I, I I personally I don't think so, um, and I think that uh, it takes a lot of courage to to do what Liverpool did with Klopp. Again, that's another example that is uh, you know a, p- a lot of people love to use, but it it's true. And what Lotito did with Inzaghi is have faith, have right. faith, and and sometimes the, the magic can happen. True or false? In the first meeting between Roma and Udinese this season. Davide Santon and Justin Clivert took part in the match. Obviously true. I I thought it was a joke, but then I'm on Getty Images right now, and there is actually a photo, too, of Robin Olsen at uh, the Udinese Stadium, too. Holy shit. Wow, yes. right. 
This feels wow. like a lifetime ago. This was the third <laughs> of October. That's crazy. I, it is. Wow, that's really that, that, that took me out. I knew that Santon was playing because he had that run where he opened. He played against Milan too, uh, and then he got injured, and then that's the last we've seen of him. But but Cliver, Jesus, I mean that. Wow, that's that's true because because yeah because Robin Olsen they like left on the the last day of 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 the he transfer did. market. Crazy. Uh, there is also a photo of Mirko Antonucci warming up. <laughs> Probably my my most hated player right now. I mean, <laughs> do tell why is that? I'm just saying that that is is such a classic example of when the club gives in to the demands of oh, you know yeah. having and faith. They just stick around. Yeah, in a primavera, um, that almost happened with with Riccardi and now Riccardi is it's always like that it's always like, and with Antonucci it's the same that's a, that is a finished player that never really began because he had great time at the primavera and then for some reason fans and the club gave in into the demands of having a primavera with the team and then um what he went to portugal and he went clubbing and he he cheated yeah, on a didn't... on a girl and then yeah, he came did, back. And didn't he? He went on social, and after a bad loss, he did a TikTok video immediately after a loss. Great, yes. Which then resulted <laughs> in him returning to. And this guy shared the lock. This guy shared the locker room with De Rossi, who notoriously said, "I'll I bash uh, the, the teeth in with a baseball bat to anybody that right now takes a a, a photo after a loss or something." I mean, this guy. <laughs> so you know where his career is going to end up. Okay, that's and that says a lot. Wow, Mirko Antonucci. Jesus. Are you accusing uh, Roma supporters of trying to make a youngster who is obviously bad and not going anywhere <laughs> of holding on too tightly to certain young player because they think at some point they'll have what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what do they call it? FOMO, the fear of missing out if they get rid of him. Yeah, that's that never happens. I'm actually I'm actually seeing a lot of people asking for Sadiq to be back. Um <laughs> If that because, happens, because he pipped, uh, how many goals was it? Like twenty in the um, in the Siberian Serbian league? plumbers league. No, I think the Serb. I think it was like the, the yeah the Serbian farmers, and now he's doing it in the Spanish clubbers of of the second division in uh, Spain. Oh, well. So, oh. Yeah. yep. Ricardi I can I that, cannot wait to see. Yeah, I, I, I cannot say to see, I, I cannot wait to see Riccardi play in the Thai league and uh, uh, Tuminello. <laughs> Tuminello to be captain of an Australian team. That that's gonna be wonderful. It reminds me of that saying from Mean Girls: "Was what is it? Try, stop trying to make fetch work." <laughs> I remember fighting the fight. Stop trying to make Viviani work. Okay. Stop trying to make. Yep. Daniele Verde. Daniele Verde. <laughs> Was Caprari. that the worst thing that could have happened to him? Yeah. Oh my God. Because uh, because that Roma. I mean that at that moment uh, it, it, it was the same game that Leandro Paredes was playing, and everybody was. was like, oh, was. Was. wow! This guy. It, it's it's unbelievable what happened. The people that we've seen. It's when you really think of it. It's you could basically write a book just about promising primavera players uh, of Roma that that really never blossomed. There was a moment too. People were mad that we sold Nico Lopez in that Benassia deal. That was fun. <laughs> I'm trying to think it, of some other yeah. good ones. Yeah, uh, and it it happens, and it happens, and it, it with Riccardi. I remember that sub substitutions that he made, and everybody was oh the Roman 
Oh, the Roman <laughs> spirit, you know, after a captain, the next captain. Oh and um, and now this guy is probably, you know, sitting on the bench in some second division team in Calabria, uh, e- munching on some peperoncino. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's really all you can ask for. That's it's perfect. It's perfect. It's 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 just it's just perfect. It, it really is. All right. We will be back after the match against Udinese, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and we will talk to you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Ciao.